everyone and welcome to the Celebrating Joy podcast. I'm so excited that y'all are here with me today. I have an awesome friend of mine. His name is David Nunez. I have known him for about five to six years now. We met in high school and we are just still friends this day, which has been such a cool thing to see him grow. So I'm so excited for y'all to listen and just hear his story because I'm sure it will touch you in some way. So welcome to the podcast, David. Thank you so much, man. I'm glad to be here. So, David, can you tell the audience just a little about who you are? Because obviously I know a lot of things about you, but can you just share who you are and how did you come to know the Lord? Yeah, for sure. Um, My name is David Nunez. I'm a football player and student at Texas State. Um, I'm a junior. I grew up in Houston, Texas, went to high school with Mary, Second Baptist, and I don't know. I'm just in a really good point of my life right now and my journey with Christ. And I'm just really excited to be here. It's just awesome to like see you um, grow so much in the past five years. And can you just share about how you like became a believer and you always like when we have conversations, it's like you knew and followed the Lord at an early age but you truly didn't like surrender and know his character until a few years ago. Yeah, of course. Um, I grew up in the church. I grew up going to Sunday school. I went to all the youth camps. I really enjoyed the youth camps. I was a big, big (laughs) youth retreat kind of guy. Um, But no, I never truly knew what um, being a Christian really meant. Um, I, I was a normal high school student. I didn't really stand out as a Christian. I would call myself a Christian, but I don't, I don't really think other people would call me a Christian. Um, I remember I got uh, an offer to come play football at Texas State, and um, that was kind of the first time in a while that I thanked God for something um, in high school. And I realized, like, wow, like, I don't I don't think I did that on my own. I felt like there was, you know, God was helping me out with that. So kind of just going back to it, like, I I knew I knew about him. I just didn't truly know him. Um, but when I get to college, um, kind of my life derails a little bit. Um, I still have some things in my mind lingering from my parents' divorce, um, my sophomore year of high school. And um, through those years, I had many doubts about God. And um, I don't know if they were ever doubts about if God existed I think there were just doubts about if he truly you know (laughs) wanted to use me in in some some big way or if it was actually important that I was following him on a day-to-day basis um but a lot of things kind of shaped me to the person I was when I first got to college um I remember coming in my freshman year and uh wasn't that great of a guy. I don't think people would describe me as um, (laughs) definitely not describe me as being a Christian and probably didn't describe me as being a good guy. Um, But I fell into sin like a lot of, a lot of college kids do. Um, I was drinking, I was having sex, I was doing drugs. Um, I remember I had this big pride issue and it was like, I thought I was the coolest thing since sliced bread, which I wasn't because that's Jesus Christ. And that's the entire reason we're on this earth is to spread the good news about Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. But at that time I had no idea. And um, I don't know, I had some big events um, take place in my life. My 
first two years of college, especially my freshman and the beginning of my sophomore year. Um, throughout those times, I'd kind of, I'd used God as a kind of like a source, like a something I could run to when I thought I needed him, like when I was sad or something, or when I needed some extra motivation or strength. For example, it was, I, I remember I was at football and didn't have a good day. I come home, open up my Bible for the first time in two or three months. And, um, I put it right back and I don't open it up again for another, however long. But, um, besides that, um, I remember I went on a, a fellowship of Christian athletes retreat last year, last February was a year ago. Um, and I, I just felt like God was pulling at me. He'd been, he'd been wanting me back into his kingdom for the longest time. And I'd just been ignoring him because I, I enjoyed living in sin at the time. I enjoyed all the, <laughs> the earthly pleasures. And, um, I remember I finally submitted to him for the first time, um, on this FCA retreat, it's called college advance. Um, that kind of, that changed my life. It was definitely a, a big factor in, uh, making me who I am today as I sit here on this podcast. But um, over this last year since then, um, my life's just been dramatically different. And I think you can account for that, Mary. Uh, you've been along right by me the entire time. But um, yeah, I've fallen into sin. Yeah, I've come up short way too many times. I've not relied on God. I'd uh, taken God for granted. And um but each time I just kept moving forward and I kept moving to a better place in my life. And I had a, I went through a pretty hard time in my life around five or six months ago. And um, I made a decision afterwards to completely switch my life around. And uh, it was definitely my rock bottom. <laughs> Same it's my rock bottom is an understatement. It was, it was pretty low uh, a time in my life. Um, but yeah, I decided to follow Jesus Christ and it's been the best decision I'll ever make in my life. And yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I got. <laughs> like literally the best thing ever. Like it truly has been so cool following David for like these past, like five or six years. And I just want to say it's like everyone who doubts the Lord and his faithfulness, like just continue to pray. Like I've told David this, but I have prayed for him since I met him. Like at that time, like his parents going through a divorce and like, he had a really, really hard time. And just like, even his whole like life, I've just been praying for him and for him to like reach out to me in February of last year and be like, Hey, I like wanted to surrender my life to Christ. And like, that was just like such an answered prayer. And like, he'll like text me from here and like here and there and like just text me about what the Lord is doing. And it's literally like the best thing ever just to know that the Lord is using him so much and like you're never too far gone for the Lord to like reach out to you like the Lord is always there and he's never leaving your side and so it's been really really cool to like see David truly live an authentic life now and know what being surrendered is and want to like live and share the gospel wherever he goes and not live for himself and because you mentioned earlier how you enjoy living in sin and everyone does like everyone enjoys sin because it's fun. It's the normal thing. It's like the culture thing. That's what everyone says is right. And it's like, you have to learn to hate sin so that, that you like can turn 
and love the Lord. But it's reality. We're in a sinful world. And like when you sin, you have to like turn and repent and just like, no, you can't do it alone. And so it's been so cool to just watch you grow so much and to see that you're impacting so many people and like you're impacting me, I'm sure your family and so many people. And I'm excited for people to hear this because like, this is such good news to see that like you were broken. And like, like you said, like six months ago, you were like pretty close to rock bottom, but like the Lord is still so faithful and he's there with you. Thank you. Um, so you talked about a little bit about being a football player at Texas state can yeah. you tell us some of the issues that you've run in, run into while being a Christian student athlete? And just kind of before you were kind of like a Christian, um, what the normal was for you in the locker room? Like what was the normal locker room talk? Like what was going on? Yeah, for sure. Um, first of all, being a a true Christian athlete is very difficult. Um especially because college athletics, um, the entire focus is around oneself and glorifying oneself. And um, you see all the time people use the abbreviation AGTG, which is all glory to God. Um, But that's usually not the case. And um, it's kind of just an environment where everyone's not glorifying God. I remember walking into the locker room freshman year and um, I just immediately became surrounded by this new truth that I didn't know um, existed until I got there. Um, I learned as a ignorant, naive freshman that um, once you're a a college athlete, um, you have all these benefits and they include parties, girls, you name it. And, um, I thought that was, you know, the new normal for me. Um, so being an athlete in college definitely made me very prone to falling into those things. And I did fall into those sins. And uh, yeah, athletics is hard. Um, it's because you're forced to be with a group of people every day and they they influence you. And whether or not you like it, they influence you. There's there's music that there's secular music going on in the locker rooms 24 seven. And, um, even though you might not think it has an impact on you, it definitely does. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, that's like such a good, you kind of hit on it. Just like they are going to influence you. And so I think it's really important to like be so strong that like the Lord is your influence. And hopefully that by the Lord influencing you, even when you're put in those situations, like you can still like reflect the Lord onto them, not in a way that's like shoving it down their throat, but in a way of like, oh, he's so like genuine and kind, like what is going on. And I'm sure people on your team have probably seen it, like you from freshman year to where you are now, um, just a change in who you are and the activities you participate in. Yeah. So going off of what you just said um, about me changing as a person from since my freshman year until now, um, that's actually been one of my my struggles um, every time I walk in the locker room because I used to be broken. I was living in sin. People, I mean, I was I was the guy going out and getting drunk every weekend and I was doing drugs and people thought I was kind of I was wild. I was hanging out with all the girls. Um, and now when I walk in the locker room, that's not me. And 
I'm kind of fighting this personal battle of trying to prove myself to my teammates when I know that's not my responsibility. That's God's responsibility because God's going to shine through me no matter what. Um, But yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but I just thought you hit on it. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's so good. And it's a heart like I can't even imagine like going from one place where you used to be super, super comfortable because you fit in. But now you're in a place where you feel like you don't fit in and you're supposed to be there. I think that goes to like, it should be like that everywhere we go. Like as Christians, we should not fit in. And that's a struggle for me because I do go to a Christian school and I've gone to a Christian school my whole life. And it's the normal thing to be a believer here. And that's like the thing that to like fit in. That's like, you're, you're supposed to be a believer and like, I should be not fitting in. Like I should be so bold in my faith that people are like, what is going on? And want to like know more about like why I'm like so joyful in the Lord. Um, and it's not an easy thing. It's crazy. Like in high school, I got made, I got made fun of my faith all the time. In college, I still get made fun of my faith all the time. And it's like, why? Like it should be like, I go to a Christian school, but it's actually just a broken world. And I think everyone should be living this genuine, authentic life of being so surrendered to the Lord that they allow him to move in everything, that it's not like just in one circumstance, I can be a Christian and I can fit in like at church, I can fit in and be a Christian. And then when I'm at school, I should be something different. And so I think being so secure and like who you are and who you are in the Lord is going to just really change I think our generation and just being true to who the Lord has called us to be. Um, so you already touched on like issues with being a student athlete, but have you seen benefits and have you gotten to like have conversations with people through being Christian? Yeah, for sure. Um, one of the craziest and the coolest things about uh, being a collegiate athlete is the amount of people you're surrounded with on a daily basis that come from completely different circumstances than you do. Um, Every time I walk in the locker room, I'm coming face to face with unbeliever, non-believers, people of different religions, people who have a misconstrued understanding of who God is. And I feel like that's my mission field right now. Um, that's where God has me in this season. And I think he's using me and I think he's using the other Christian athletes on my team every day to make it a better place. Um, I've definitely seen a change since my freshman year for the good. And um, I think the environment continues to get better every day. So um, I'm definitely optimistic about that. And I definitely know God's working in there. That's awesome. It's just so cool to see. Um anywhere that this can happen not just in a locker room but it can happen inside of a household at a broke at a church that's really struggling to just find community um in a classroom like it can happen anywhere and so that's my encouragement to everyone who's listening is like just be so bold and be that light that like the lord can work through you and don't be scared to be genuinely authentic talk about the hard things talk about the sins you're struggling with ask for prayer, ask for accountability. Like that's, what's going to make 
people honestly trust you more and then lean into the Lord because they're going to see him working. So switching gears, I kind of want to jump onto like a completely different track. Um, So you have gotten over the past couple of years, a pretty big social media following, which is crazy. Um, Can you tell us about how this all started and like how you navigate with social media? Yeah, um, it's a really difficult question, but (laughs) I'll take my best uh, attempt at it. Um, Yeah, I started social media for the complete wrong reasons. I was um, chasing personal gain and I was chasing popularity and worldly treasures. Um, I got them for sure. Definitely, definitely worked. But um, throughout my time on social media, my relationship with Christ developed into what it is today so um as a result um i've been trying to change my social media so that it matches that and it's definitely hard to be real and be consistent both as myself and who i am online um i think that's something everyone struggles with i mean you always want to post the best picture of yourself you always want to show the exciting things you're doing on the weekends um but um i actually stopped posting um i don't know how long it was ago but um probably 3 3 months ago 3 or 4 months ago i stopped posting and um i started posting christian based content and i've only posted four times because i've been struggling with it um it's been hard for me to show my followers who jesus is through me because even though i'm a new creation in Jesus Christ. When I gave my life to him, I still have those things that I did in the past that my followers are aware of. And the people I see on a day-to-day basis, they're aware of them. So yeah, I think having a presence on social media makes it extremely hard to make big changes in your life. And uh, something I'm struggling with right now, probably my, my biggest thing holding me back is that, um, I've done some pretty bad things and I'm worried that I'm going to give Jesus a bad name because people are going to see me putting my hands up and uh, talking about my Lord and Savior. But then they're going to think back to the time when they saw me drunk out at a bar or whatever I was doing. Um, But no, yeah, going back to your question, it's it's definitely very challenging to... Mm -hmm have a social media presence yeah. in this new world. Yeah, for sure. I think that is such a hard thing to navigate. Um, and how you're just saying how like you're scared of giving Jesus like a bad name. And that's something that I think honestly a lot of people have a fear of when they think back onto um their past sins. Like for me, like lots of bad past sins that I just like sometimes want to hold on to and don't want to talk about but it's like when you do talk about them it's like the lord has already forgiven you like he's already gone before you and forgiven you for everything that you've already done that you're currently struggling with and like what your future is it doesn't give you an excuse like continue to sin but he looks at you and like looks at you as a new creation like you're saying and like wipes your slate clean and is like i've forgiven you and i think that's something that I have to think about every day is like everyone is broken. And if someone 
judges me for something, you have to look at them and still love them because they're your brother and sister in Christ. And if they say something that you're a hypocrite for loving the Lord and also struggling with these things, you can be like, I am made new in the Lord because he's given me a new clean slate that I can live by and like walk with him day by day and he'll forgive me. And so that's something that I have to like hold on to is like your past does like does not define you who you are. Like in our culture, it does because that's what people say. But and by the Lord, it doesn't. Like he takes it's like Saul going to Paul. Like he was a murderer. He was a super big hypocrite. And then he turned to like to the Lord. He saw who the Lord was and the Lord forgave him. And so I think your story is honestly very similar um to that and i think all of our stories are like we all have our things that we struggle with and so i think you do have such a big social media following and like even though in the past it might not it might not have been used for like the right purposes it now can be and i think god has given you a unique opportunity to reach a certain like group of people to like maybe help them see who you are like, and be authentic. That's what I, I struggled with social media a lot, like middle school and high school, like towards the beginning of high school and was truly trying to put the best picture of myself would like whiten my teeth to make me look better. And like, for me to appeal to guys more. And like, that was just like, not what I should have been doing. And when I really realized who the Lord was about my sophomore year of high school and like who he was calling me to be, I was like, okay, I have an opportunity. I only have like 500 followers on Instagram. Let's like impact those 500 followers. Let's be really real. And so it wasn't really until like right before COVID, I was like, let's be authentic. And so it's been cool to see, even if only like five people have reached out to me about being authentic, those five people have encouraged me a lot in my faith because of the Lord using me, my authentic, my authenticity, um, through social media. And so I think social media is such a dangerous thing, but I think it's also such a unique way to use the Lord and to spread his name. So like I literally just said, um, many people use and say social media, social media can be used for the enemy. And have you seen yourself recently or at all falling into that trap of social media yeah um not so much recently but um in the last year for sure um it's (laughs) social media is a playground for the devil and um 97 99 percent of things on social media are not being used for the lord and um it's definitely hard, um, not even as a creator, but as a, um, a viewer of other people's content. Um, it's hard to see all these non-godly things every day that are just being thrown at you through the algorithm that's designed to entice you even more. Um, I think it goes back to the influence that people have on you that you might not even realize, but um, social media can influence you for good or bad. And, um, as a creator, since I've had followers, um, since I have followers, um, 
I've been trying to take that more seriously and uh, realize that <laughs> my little positive post that I might make that I'm trying to help out someone else, like it might actually have an effect on them for better. Um, it might not change the world, but it's going to, it's going to put Jesus's name in a good light. Um, so yeah. yeah, but again, the, the devil's prowling around social media for sure. Yeah. I think that's so true. I think recently I realized like the algorithm and just the whole content thing can truly mess your brain up without even realizing it. Like I realized that I was struggling with materialism because I was like seeing all these things people had. And I was like, wait, I need that. But like, no, it was not a need. It was like, I just wanted everything that they had because it made their life look better. But actually it wasn't better. It's just what the internet says makes your life better. And so I think that's something that's like truly been something going around in our generation that people don't realize like, oh, materialism is a sin. And like, we should rely on the Lord and not on all these things that we should, that we want and need. Um, And so I think that's something huge. And it's also just really cool to see the positive posts and like the things about the Lord that you post and that, that I post, it's like not in a way of making, Oh, look, I'm a better Christian than you, or I look better. I know this about the Lord and you don't, it's truly out of a heart of surrender and saying, this is what I'm learning. And this is what I'm struggling with. And like, I hope that, you know, I can be a person you can like contact if you need someone, because I think sometimes people just need someone to know that there's someone else there. Um, because sometimes it's just such a hard place. Like you're at a school that's like not that many people are believers that you know of in your area. And so it's hard for sometimes people to feel like they're the only believer. And so sometimes social media gives someone that connection of someone they can reach out to. So I think it's really cool to see just there's like a balance for sure with social media. Yeah. So uh, going off of that, um, I'm sure you know, but um, I quit nicotine and um, that included vaping and dipping and everything, all of the above. But um, I'd been using nicotine since my freshman year of high school. And um, if you would have asked me a year ago, I thought I was never going to give it up. But um, I quit 84 days ago. I just pulled it up on my phone. And um, when I hit 50 days, I posted it on my Instagram story. And that was hard for me to do because that was showing all of my followers that I used to be a vapor, (laughs) Um, which that was a vulnerable moment for me. But um, the amount of people that I had messaging me, asking me how I did it, and um, it was just crazy because every single time someone messaged me, that was an opportunity for me to say, yeah, I gave up vaping because God was calling me to give up something that got in between my relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So going back to uh, what you said about people wanting to see that there's other people out there that are pursuing Christ, like that's right on the money because I mean, even you, Mary, like 
you don't even understand how many times your post might have helped me out a little bit. Like I might not read them all, but like there's some days where I'm like, thank you for posting that, Mary. Like even just like a a, a story post or whatever. But um, I'm sure there's other people out there that are influenced by that as well. So yeah, sorry to interrupt you again. <laughs> <laughs> interrupt me as much as you want. Everything you're saying is like literally so like on the money, like you said. <laughs> But it really is so cool. I remember when David told me like he was like three days nicotine free and I was like, <laughs> come on, that's something to celebrate. Like well, I was struggling small, then. <laughs> like, even the small things like you can celebrate. So find those people that you want to help hold you accountable and cling to them and set those goals. And if you fall and you fail, like get back up and try again. Like that's, what's going to happen. Like we're all sinful and broken. So just keep trying and have those people really hold you accountable. And that can go for actually anything. Um, like stop nicotine. Like obviously David's done it and he can probably share more. And like, if you have questions, you can reach out to him, but like with following certain social media, if there's just, it's really tempting for people, then delete it. Um, if materialism is a sin, have yourself not buy anything and have someone literally hold your credit cards for you. Like there are ways to stop like different sin habits. And my church really talks about that and hits on that a lot is like, just because you're struggling with sin and you feel like it's going to like live with you forever. It's not, if you make it, if you make it stop, like you have to truly go to the Lord and have like the accountability to stop. It's not going to stop on its own and it won't ever stop if you don't actually take action and initiative on it. If you completely and truly submit to the Lord, anything is possible. Amen. It is. It truly is. And it's really cool to see at such a young age, like both David and I, it's really cool to see just the change that happened in my heart and his heart and just, that the Lord can use us in college to connect with others and just lead um, for his kingdom. And I think our generation truly is the next generation that is just going to be on fire for the Lord, which is so exciting. Oh yeah. Um, It's the coolest thing to like, know that like we can be a part of that generation and it starts with, Uh, it starts with y'all who are listening like you can make that change and even if like you're older and you have a family and you have kids like you can still like live authentically be a light for everyone you come in contact with like you can change someone's life even by going to the grocery store because the lord can lead you in a conversation and so i think don't be afraid of that and just be authentic in your everyday life and like you're gonna see a change happen so Two more questions that I want to ask you, David. Um, This one I know is probably something that we all still struggle with, and I for sure do. So how do you be authentic and not live this double life? Yeah, um, it's another difficult one. You're really (laughs) giving me all the hard ones. But um, (laughs) no, it's definitely something I'm still struggling with. Um, There's... I'm going to take this in the direction of profanity um, because that's something I've struggled with in the past and I'm currently struggling with that. But um, I've noticed myself that when I'm in, I'm in a good environment. I don't even 
I'm not even tempted to use profanity, but the moment I enter an environment, whether it be a party or um, hanging out with some guys, um, I'm just way more likely to use profanity. And uh, there's just times where it's it's weird because I can't stop it. It just like happens. And I'm like, oh, oh, dang. Like afterwards, I'm like, wow, I really just let myself fall into that. But I think it it goes back to being authentic and being the new creation that God made me 24 seven, no matter what room I'm in, um, whether it's a good environment or a bad environment, whether it's a church or in my locker room, it's definitely a struggle, but I'm getting through it right now. And I think, I think the future looks good, but yeah. I think we all kind of struggle with like living in that double life and some advice that I was given was who's in my inner circle because the people who are in your inner circle are going to push you to be more like Jesus every day. And then the people who are in your outer circle are people you get to kind of pour into and mentor to more. Um, so when you're finding yourself in the situations with those guys, it's like, are you putting them more towards your inner circle or are you going to make them more your outer circle? And it doesn't mean that you can't hang out with these people all the time. It's like just putting a balance of like, okay, these are guys that probably aren't going to pour into me. That's okay, but I can pour into them. And so I think that's something part like hard about growing up too is like I've realized my inner smart circle is getting a lot smaller just because I'm looking for more authenticity and just genuine people who are gonna pour into me. And so that just makes it a lot bigger outer circle who I get to like pour into. And like that's awesome. But I always have to go back to the Lord and have him pour into me first before I can pour into anyone else. Because if I'm just pouring and pouring, I truly just am going to run empty and I have run into that many times. And so I think that's like one of my biggest piece of advice is that I've gotten is just really check who's in that inner circle and who are you like able to pour into. So um, last question (laughs) that I want to (laughs) ask is, that I ask everyone, um, is how are you celebrating joy in this season of life? Yeah. Um, I like the question. It's tying back to the name of your podcast. Um, but (laughs) something that's been really powerful in in my life recently is realizing how much my heart has changed as I've come to know Jesus Christ more. And, um, things that I found to be entertaining or fun in the past and fulfilling in the past don't even appeal to me anymore mm-hmm. and um just my whole mindset on life and the things that are gonna provide me with the best future the things that are gonna satisfy me the things that are gonna make grow me closer to god they're just they're different now and they're different for the better um i recently got accepted for an internship in colorado this summer and it's with Athletes in Action for a camp called uh, the Ultimate Training Camp, UCC for short. But um, I think that's one way I've been celebrating joy is I've been really looking forward to that. And I've been making sure that my life displays the love of Jesus Christ because I'm going to be leading a small group there. And uh, I think it's really important that I'm not a hypocrite when I go and start talking to them. So uh, I've been very encouraged by mentors and leaders in my life. Um, And I've also just been excited for 
the next stages in my life because I've seen how much my life has changed over the last six months. I can't imagine how much it's going to change over the last 10 years or the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really <laughs> awesome. Um, wow. Well, David, it was seriously so awesome just getting to have you on the podcast and just for people to hear just a little bit about your story um, and for you to share it. It's just so cool to see how much you've grown in the past five years of me knowing you. And I can't wait to like continue to watch you grow um, and for you to learn more and for me to learn more. Um, and so I'm just so thankful that you got to be on this and for people just to hear your story. Thank you so much, Mary. That means a lot. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I will see you next week. Peace.